Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We're so thankful that God loves his people. Amen. And God has called his people to come unto him, to be gathered unto him. That's a thing with God. He, he gathers unto himself, and then in his presence is fullness of joy. We get the benefit, amen, of being drawn near unto the Lord. Now, when we are in his presence, when we are close to the Lord, all things become clearer. All things become manifest, amen. So we're called to live a life of closeness, a life of closeness to God, amen. That salvation itself is a relationship with the Lord. The fact when Adam and Eve sinned, they rebelled against God and how we were separated from God and then how Jesus Christ brought us back unto the Father. That that separation, that wall of partition was, was removed, amen. So now we can come boldly unto the throne of grace. But God is still God. And so to draw near unto God, the Bible says draw near unto God, he will draw near unto you, will change us if we regard him. In other words, if we regard who he is, he is, he is the truth, amen. And so God has called his people to truth, to walk by light, to walk by truth, and for that truth to change our lives, amen. So this is the challenge that we are experiencing this day. Amen. God is calling his people back unto himself. Amen. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter four, verse 14. It says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So the Lord has called us to, to be mature, amen. He's given us the fivefold ministry gifts to help mature us and raise us up and equip us for the work of the ministry. And, and part of that maturing and part of that equipping, the Bible says, so that we won't be carried away by every wind of doctrine, amen. Doctrine is simply teaching. And so wind is talking about false, false teaching, which would cause us to get off course. Amen. Because people, if they are not being willing, if they are not willing to come close to God, then they are not willing to be challenged by the truth. Amen. And so your relationship and your fellowship with the Lord is not true. Amen. It is deceptive. It is, it is false. Not that God is deceptive. Amen. 
But an unwillingness to acknowledge what is the truth is an unwillingness to change. It's an unwillingness to grow up. It's an unwillingness to mature. It's trying to be satisfied with various lust. Amen. And so you're open to doctrine that caters to lust. The Bible says wind of doctrine. That means that can cause you to be blown off course. Amen. God has set a course for your life, a course that ends in heaven, but a course that causes you to overcome throughout life and have victory. Amen. Through faith in the word of God. Amen. And so an unwillingness to line up with that truth. Amen. You would um, line up with other truths, which are not truths. Amen. Which would cause you to to drift, amen. In other words, the, 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 the force of you just floating and, and drifting away from the path that the Lord has for you. And so God has called me and my wife to preach and teach the truth, amen. And so whether it is popular or unpopular, amen, whether it is accepted or, or not accepted, whether someone hears it or whether they don't hear it, we have to preach the truth, amen. We have an obligation to God and we have an obligation to the truth, amen, that anyone under the sound of my voice, amen, that they would be brought near to God instead of drifting off course, amen. In 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith and have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Amen. So the emphasis on blaspheming is against the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the sin by which there was no forgiveness. Amen. And so it says that they had run shipwreck. Amen. Amen. Because that they were, they have, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Amen. And so they had gotten off course. Amen. Their teaching was off course and was leading other people off course. Amen. And so Paul dealt with that by removing the protection of the Holy Spirit. In other words, they were against the Holy Spirit. They were blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And so that is um, the, the sin, amen, where there, was, where there was no forgiveness. And so they were open to the attack of the devil if that protection was, was moved out of the way, amen, so that they may um, learn, 
Amen. Even through suffering in, in the flesh that they may learn to get back on track, to get back on course. Amen. So that is that is possible. Amen. And so what am I saying? I'm saying it is possible to leave the truth. It is possible to get off course. And after getting off course, to suffer shipwreck. Amen. To to be grounded in a place where God has not called you, where God has not called you to be. Amen. So God's minister, this was, these were ministers. Amen. God's ministers are tasked with the assignment of staying on course concerning, concerning the truth. Amen. And so God's ministers, amen, they, they preach the word which, which are supposed to challenge believers to stay on course. In other words, the way of the world is, is easy, amen. It is, the Bible says, it's a broad way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and there be few that find it, amen. And so if it is a narrow way, amen, it is, it is up to the church. It is up to leaders. It is up to ministers, amen, to not only walk that narrow way themselves, but to keep others in that straight path by the truth, amen. So you would always be making course adjustments, amen, according to the truth, amen, wherever you began, Amen. Your Bible says you're not perfected. Amen. And so the word of God is that which can perfect you. Amen. Which can mature you, can keep you on the, on the right path. Amen. And so the relationship, the relationship of being born again is one which if you are true, if your heart is true to God, the relationship itself would cleanse you. It would purge you. It would cause you to walk with God. Amen. The Bible talks about those who walked with God. Amen. Abraham walked with God. Noah walked with God. Amen. Elijah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. What does that mean? It meant that they stayed on course according to the truth. They were not intimidated by the Lord. They, they wanted to be with God. They wanted to be near unto God. And so the relationship itself kept their walk pure. In other words, God would manifest himself, reveal himself, and then they would deal with God accordingly to what God revealed or what God manifested according to himself. Amen. And so today, as we, as we walk with God, amen, we will, we will live for him and we will work for him. Everyone that is born again is called to work for God. I, I don't know if you know that. Let me say it again. Everyone that is born again is called to work for God. And everyone who is born again is called to live for God. The gospel, amen, or our participation, the gospel is you commune with the gospel. 
Amen. You participate with the gospel. Amen. So, so the gospel, our participation with the gospel, amen, is, is a contract with the Lord. It is a covenant with the Lord. Amen. And so if we're born again, we're in a covenant with the Lord that which govern, hallelujah, how we deal with God and how we deal with, with others. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 14 through 21, it says, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died, and he, Jesus, died for all. And those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and, and, and rose again. So the love of God constrains us or compels us. So the love, amen. Jesus says, if you love me, he says, you'll keep my commandments. Amen. So, so love is a covenant. Love is not a gray area. Amen. It is not foggy. Amen. The Bible says the love of God compels us. Thus, the greatest love, the Bible says on display, is when Jesus gave his life. The Bible says no greater love hath any man than to lay down his life for a friend. So that is the greatest display of love. And so that love of Christ compels us. Okay, he first, he first loved us. And he laid down his life so that we can have life and live a life unto him. So love is governing our behavior. Anything else, it is a fallacy. It is, it is deception. Amen. If the love of God is not strongly constraining you, compelling you, hallelujah, how you act toward the Lord and how you act toward other people, then your relationship with the Lord is not pure. Amen. Because love is pure and it is, it is the strongest. Amen. More than emotion. Amen. It is the royal law of liberty. It is a law. It is governance. Amen. It is, it is the greatest doorway to freedom when you stop playing games with the world or in the world. It is, it is the greatest opening of freedom that you can experience. Hallelujah. To love, you're, you're not, the love of God constraining you is not harming you. It is releasing you. Amen. Into a relationship where you are not afraid to give your life, to give yourself to God. Amen. You're not afraid. Amen. Why? Because you, you experience love in, in relationship and fellowship. You, you experienced the love of God. Now, you know, there's, there's nothing, amen, which separates you from the love of God. There's nothing that is holding you back from loving the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Amen. And your neighbor as yourself. There's nothing because the love of God is so strong. And so as you give yourself to the love of God, you begin to change. Amen. And your value system begins 
to change. Amen. Verse 16, it says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So it explains what the ministry of reconciliation is. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled unto God. Reconciled is to be made one with the Lord, to be brought at peace with the Lord. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we have a job. The Lord is imploring, amen, us through Christ. And we are imploring people to come to God through Christ. And so that is our ministry, whether we are in the fivefold ministry or not. That is what we are called to do, to bring people back to God. Amen. In the beginning, amen. That's where man first got off. That's where he became shipwrecked. That's where he strayed away from the Lord. That's where the knowledge of the Lord became marred. Amen. So marred. Amen. That, that, that Cain killed Abel in that in that fallen state, Cain killed his brother Abel. Amen. But the Lord gave Adam and Eve another son, a son named Seth, the Bible says. And in the days of Seth, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bringing people back to that to that image. Amen. The name represents who the Lord is. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And so that's what the Bible says, sending preachers. And that's what that's all about, to get people to call upon the name of the Lord. There's no other name under heaven whereby men shall be saved. Amen. So, so you, you went away and you didn't know. Hallelujah. Born into a world with a corrupted image. Amen. You began to embrace some of those points of the, of the image that was corrupted. Amen. And so your heart was away from the Lord. Amen. The Lord began to deal with you and draw you into himself. Amen. And so many did call upon the name of the Lord for they knew that they needed to be saved. Amen. But the problem is that many people, once they, they called upon the name of the Lord, once they confessed Jesus as Lord, they did not know that their life was found in him. In him, we live, we move, we have our being. Our, our life is found in Christ Jesus, and there is no other life. And the world is out there trying to deceive you, saying that there is life outside of Christ. Amen. And so if that is the case, that there's no other life outside 
of the Lord, then the more you get in him, the, the, the clearer, the cleaner, amen, that life is, the, 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 the more able, amen, you're able to see what is righteousness and what is, what is right, amen, and that the life that God has for you is one where you are now activated to get others saved, amen, to get others, that to be gathered unto the Lord, amen. And then along the way, the gospel is good news. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, amen, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to open prison doors, to set the captives free, even to give sight to the blind. The, the, the good news now is that the world cannot satisfy, but everything that you were looking for is found in Christ Jesus, only he satisfies, but you must give yourself to him. Amen. Life is something that you give away. <laughs> whether you live or whether you die, life is something that you give away. It is the example which is found in Christ Jesus, that love wherewith he loved us, that he gave his life for God. So love the world that he gave his only begotten son. The, the, the secret, the revelation of that. I mean, how, how can your mind even handle that? Hallelujah. That the Lord is in heaven, don't need nothing, don't need nobody. Hallelujah. Yet he creates mankind and loves us so. Man, that even when we turn our back on him, that wasn't the end. Hallelujah. That he gave his life, the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Amen. The Bible says, so lest you, you become weary in your mind or faint, thinking that this life is so hard. Amen. Things that you have to go through. Consider Jesus. The Bible says, for the joy that was that was set before him. Amen. And so that revelation, what's the revelation? That everyone actually is called to be born again. And everyone that is born again is called to live for God and called to work for God. Amen. That is your calling. Amen. That's actually who you are. That's your identity. So your identity is found in your relationship with the Lord and that continual relationship, which is called fellowship. Amen. The Greek word koinonia. Amen. Communion. Amen. You notice everything that God gives is to bring you into communion. Amen. And so he gave his life. He says, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man or drink his blood, you have no life in you. And they were offended. He says, you are offended by this. Don't you know, he says, the words that I speak, that they are spirit and they are life. He says, my flesh is food indeed. My blood is drink indeed. What he's talking about, his life, the, the life of the flesh is in the blood, his very life. Amen. Giving his body 
a body thou hast prepared for me, O Lord, to do thy will. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Amen. So God gave him a body to do his will. Amen. So he ministered three and a half years. Then he laid down that body, amen, on the cross. And they were begging him to come off. And he was in such pain and such torment. Amen. And yet he loved us so. Amen. Love kept him on that cross. Amen. And the blood. Amen. The Bible says every drop of his blood was poured out on the mercy seat so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. They gathered. Perhaps the angels gathered every drop of blood that he spilled, beginning in the garden of Gethsemane, amen, where the pressure of that hour on him caused him to sweat great drops of blood, amen, as he committed himself unto the Lord. He says, Lord, if it was possible for this cup to pass from me, let it happen, but if not, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. The prayer of commitment and consecration as an example unto us to do the will of God no matter what. Amen. To preach the truth no matter what. Amen. And to bring people along in the, in the truth is impossible. It is, it is possible. Amen. For us to walk with God if we are willing to receive the truth. And then the Great Commission, we see that in Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Hallelujah. We're called to work, work for God. That is our life. <laughs> to live for God. That is our life. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, Make disciples of all men, teaching them to observe the truth. Everything that I have given unto you, everything that I've told you, teaching them to observe that as their lifestyle. Amen. And then we see it again in the book of Mark, chapter 16. Mark, chapter 16. I believe it's verse 15, beginning with verse 15 through 18. And he said to them, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned or damned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So they will continue in his word. Jesus says to those Jews who believed on him that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So the, the, the laying hands on the sick and casting out devils, taking up 
serpent switch is meaning operating supernaturally in the authority, the way Moses took up that serpent in Pharaoh's court. Amen. He did signs and wonders to show that he was sent by God. Hallelujah. So those who are born again will continue in that word. Amen. They'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. They will, they will speak with new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and see them recover if they drink anything daily. What, what is that? Abiding, continuing. In other words, the Lord did not leave you alone. He did not leave you an orphan. Amen. He says that it is, it is better that I go away, Jesus said. For if I go away, I'll send the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you an orphan. And so the Lord has not left us alone, but it's up to us. If we draw near unto God, he will draw near unto us. Amen. It is according to the, the Bible says the cleanness of your hands, the purity of your heart. You say, wait, 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 apostle, man of God, you know, you're putting too much stress on me. I want to, I want to camp out in, in grace. Don't, don't tell me about obligations, about clean hands. Who may ascend unto the heel of the Lord? Amen. The, those that have not lifted their soul to vanity, to an idol. Amen. Pure heart, clean hands. Hallelujah. That is found in him, in Christ. Amen. What do you want? <laughs> Man, the Lord says, what do you want? Hallelujah. Be sincere. All that the Father has, he's given unto Jesus, and Jesus has given unto us, and as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. And so it's not about saying I'm camped out in grace. Don't, don't stress me. <laughs> Amen. No, use this salvation. The Bible says that if the word spoken by angels were steadfast and that every bit of disobedience, there, there was a strict punishment for every disobedience, how much sore punishment do we suppose are those who reject this great salvation, amen, that is spoken even by the Lord. We are not to neglect this great salvation. And so we're called not to play games with the Lord. You enter into the kingdom. You enter into salvation. You enter into life and begin to walk in the life that God has for you. You need leaders, amen, who want to be pure before the Lord, who want to appear before the Lord of Zion, amen, and to receive their marching orders from the Lord to give out to the people, amen, that the, the Bible talks about how beautiful upon the mountains are those who bring glad tidings of good news, of good things, amen, and so God's leaders, amen, walk that life, walk that line, hallelujah, with the Lord by walking with the Lord, so the relationship itself changes you, that's all I'm trying to say. If you say you love the Lord, you will be keeping his command. Why? The relationship. The, the love of God compels us. Amen. God is messing with you. He has his hand on you. 
And you cannot stay the same. And you cannot act nonchalant like nothing to see here. Nothing's going on. No, the Lord is touching you in a mighty, mighty way. He's touching your heart. Amen. He's changing your heart. He is giving you his, his love. Amen. That's, that's what he wants. So he wants Jesus to be seen in you. When Christ, who's our life, shall appear, then we shall appear with him in the glory. Hallelujah. God wants Jesus in the earth. Jesus is in heaven. Our hearts are open completely to the Lord Jesus to be ministers of reconciliation so that Jesus will be manifested to destroy the works of the devil through us, but not apart from him and not apart from the Lord. Amen. Our ministry is found in him. Our life is found in him. Our calling is found in him. So we draw near. He draws near to us. That changes us. We take another step. Every step we take. Amen. Changes us more into his image. We are conformed into the image of Christ or we allow the Lord to overcome us, to overtake us. We, we speak in this manner because of the weakness of man. Amen. We allow the Lord to dominate us. Amen. But the love is the barrier, the boundaries that keeps us safe. You can be vulnerable unto the Lord completely. The Lord will be faithful every time. Amen. Acts chapter 1. Amen. Acts <clears throat> chapter 1, verse 8. Hallelujah. But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the ability to live for God, I said that everyone is born again is called to work for God. Everyone that is born again is called to live for God. Everyone that is born again is called to be a witness. Amen. Minister of reconciliation, a witness to the fact that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Amen. And so you need the power of the Holy Ghost to be a witness, to carry out the Great Commission. Amen. Everything that Jesus told you to do, you can't do without the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you need the power of the Holy Ghost so that you will be willing to live and work for God. Amen. When your willingness to live and work for God shows that you're representing his kingdom and that you are partaking of his spirit. And when the Holy Spirit, when you partake of the Holy Spirit, it shows that you're partaking of his wisdom. Amen. And so why his wisdom? Because the world operates by another wisdom. The spirit of the world will, will keep you away from the Lord. Amen. The spirit of the world will try to draw you away from the Lord and to get you to work for someone else. The Bible says you cannot have two masters. And so mammon will try to get a hold of you. The spirit of the world will try to get a hold of you so that God will not have your heart. So your, your, your willingness, amen, to work for God, that is good. If you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. But, but also partaking of the Holy 
spirit. Amen. Showing that you will do things his way. Partaking of God's wisdom shows your willingness to do things his way and not and not your way. Amen. Similarly, whatever you think that you know outside of the Lord shows the height of pride. Amen. So Paul says that he purposed not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And his knowledge, his intimate knowledge of the Lord caused him to be arguably the, one of the greatest apostles and to handle the wisdom of God, to handle the knowledge of the Lord that comes out of walking intimately with the Lord. So he laid down the things that he had known previously. Hallelujah. So it is it is pride when you think that you know something outside, outside of the Lord. Hallelujah. So it is impossible to walk with God and not to be um, aware, not to be inwardly aware. Amen. The Holy Spirit gives you, the world calls it intuition. Amen. To know inwardly, amen, what is right. Amen. So when you walk with God, you, you, you know what is right. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, walking with God is walking with the Holy Spirit, hearing him and obeying him. Amen. During the 9-11, um, when the World Trade Center was destroyed by terrorists, there were many who did not go to work that day because they said something told them, amen, not, not to go to work, that something is someone. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, you know inwardly what is right. And so if you know inwardly, you will begin to change inwardly, amen. So you will be aware of yourself, amen. You will be aware of your heart, you will be aware of whether you're playing games with the Lord or not. Amen. The Holy Spirit will begin to burn in you the truth. Amen. The more that you regard the truth, the more that your life will change. Amen. The more, actually, the more power also that will rest, that will rest upon your life. You have no other life except that which God has given you. Everything else is death. Now, that, that's a hard revelation, but you should meditate on it. That you are born into the world for a reason. Amen. That God has a life for you, so you are called to be born again. But not just to hang out being born again, waiting for heaven. The life, the eternal life that God gave you is a life to live unto him, where you are a minister of reconciliation where you are carrying out the great commission, where you are filled with the Holy Spirit, where you are regarding the Holy Spirit, that you're willing to receive that truth. Even if it makes you cry, when the Holy Spirit reveals what is right, what is, what is righteousness, what does God desire, what does he require, what does he want you to do, how does he want you to pour out his love by the Holy Spirit, that if you are on a totally different page from the Lord, that if you regarded the truth and loved the Lord, even if you would have to cry 
to do the will of God, you would do that. Even if you would have to spend time alone with the Lord until you were ready and willing to do the will of God, you, you would do that. And that would change you. And your relationship with the Lord would be real. You would, you, <laughs> you would, you would not be a religious person. Amen. You're not just hanging out socially with people who say that they are Christians. Amen. Your life will actually sharpen others. Iron sharpens iron. The fire that is in your life will get upon others because it is, it is pure fire. It is real. Amen. You have passed those tests and you're passing those tests. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verses 1 and 2. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that they be found faithful. So this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says he's a servant of Christ and those that are with him, Timothy, Titus, you know, Silas, all those that operated Epaphras, Epaphroditus, all those that worked with him, amen, that they are servants of Christ and he is also a steward of the mysteries of God. In other words, the people did not know what the gospel were, was. Their, their, their knowledge of God was in accordance to <clears throat> the Old Testament. And even then, the Bible says there was a veil many times over their hearts and over their minds and so that the apostles, Christ, when he ascended on how he gave apostles, apostles are stewards of the mysteries of God, the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ being embedded in every part of scripture. And what does that mean <clears throat> for our lives? Amen. So he says, it is required of stewards that one be found faithful. So I just want to focus on, on that phrase, that one be found faithful, required of stewards, that one be found faithful. That means tested. Amen. <laughs> to be found faithful, that means to be tested and to be found faithful. Amen. And so we're called to be stewards. What's a steward? A steward is one who recognizes that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. A steward is one who receives the blessing of God and recognizes that he's blessed to be a blessing. Amen. It's God who's given us the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant in the earth. So we're not living for ourselves. We're not even living for our families, so to speak. We are not living for the world. Trusting, trusting, trusting the love of God, that if we would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else would be added unto us, trusting the love of God that my family will be taken care of. Amen. Trusting that if I go all out loving the Lord with everything, that I will not suffer harm or lack, but I will only be blessed by the revelation 
of knowing the Lord in a deeper way, appreciating him in a deeper way, willing to give more of my life to him. Amen. The, the, the revelation of loving the Lord in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. The Bible says that don't murmur, don't complain. It says so that you may shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Those who murmur is the opposite of praise and worship. You praise and worship out of knowing the Lord. He is good. Bless the Lord. Amen. For he is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Bless the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy endures forever. It's a revelation. Amen. If you don't believe he's good, you're going to hold on to stuff and things. Amen. And you'll close off your heart. Amen. You're not willing to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. So if you know he is good, amen, you taste and see that he's good. So the revelation becomes bolder and stronger within you. Amen. And so there is nothing that you're not willing to lay down for the Lord. But whatever you lay down, whatever you give, amen, the Lord will bless you in return. The Bible says that's the law and the prophets, whatever good that you do shall be returned unto you. Amen. That's the law and the prophets. And so that's an ordinance from the beginning. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, amen, in the Gospels, in the epistles, amen, it is more blessed to give than to receive, amen. And so your relationship with the Lord, your, your relationship with the Lord produces fruit, amen. Your relationship with the Lord produces, produces fruit, amen, the closer, the closer that you walk with the Lord. Amen. So it is to be found, means to be tested and prove that you belong to God. So what are you proving? You're proving that you belong to God. Amen. If God says give, amen, God says to be a blessing to this ministry or be a blessing to this family or, or to be a blessing, amen, to this, you know, um, um, charitable organization, whatever it is, your willingness to obey. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll, you'll keep my commands. Shows how much the Lord has a hold of you or does not have a hold of you. Amen. And so whatever the Lord says to do, amen, your willingness to do it shows how much of your, of his life that you have, how much of his abundant eternal life that you are walking in. Amen. Because the Bible talks about that it is fear of death. The Bible says that keeps people from doing the will of God. Amen. To trust God completely. Amen. That God has not given us a spirit of bondage to this world, but God has given us a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, that's a term of endearment, amen. It comes out by the Holy Spirit, oh, Abba, Abba, it's a real, it's, it's, it's not a made up word. It is. It comes up by the Holy Ghost 
out of your intimacy with the Father that your relationship be real. Your relationship must be real with the Father. God is looking for real. He's looking for reality. Amen. He's, he's not looking for games. He's not looking for vain religion. Amen. You're trying to cover yourself in the sight of man, but your heart is far from the Lord. Amen. In Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. So if you belong to God, amen, if God has you, amen, and you have made it th that you have God also, you made it your heart confession that you have God and he has you, you belong to him, he belongs to you, then you must, you must be correctable to hear God, amen, my sheep, hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Sheep are called docile. It's, it's another word means that they listen to the shepherd and they follow the shepherd, amen. Jesus is the good shepherd. Hebrews chapter 12, verses five through 11. It says, and you've had, and have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons? My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you without chastening, which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we've had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father's spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chasten us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, we see the relationship with the Lord, if we would receive his chastening, his correction, amen, then it produces holiness and we would be partakers of that holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it, amen. So that correction is training us, amen, which is the word of which is the word of God. Amen. The word of God is chastening us, is correcting us. Our willingness to receive that loving word, amen, shows how much we love the Lord and how much we are walking in sonship with, with the Lord. Amen. In Psalms, 23rd Psalms, amen. The 23rd Psalms, chapter 4. It says, Yea, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So that's that correction, the rod and the staff. In the midst of um, perilous times, 
in a perilous world. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that the word actually comforts us. So that, now that is a love relationship with the Lord, that you know everything that the Lord does is for your good. And so you take great comfort when the Lord says, don't go there, but to go here. You take great comfort in that word. When the, when the Lord says that you strayed a little bit from, from the word, spend some more time with me so that you can have the glory in your life, amen, to carry out that word. Right now, that word seems too hard, but I know that you love me. I know that you're willing to do it. Spend some time with me so that you may be a carrier of the word. So that, that, that word which is correcting you is actually comforting you. The, the rod and the staff, the, the word and the Holy Spirit are keeping the sheep on the straight and narrow from straying away from the word of God. Amen. And second Timothy. Second Timothy. Chapter three. Verse 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, that's teaching, for reproof, for correction. So being reproved is like being chased and saying, you know, you did wrong. You know, that, that's reproving someone for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You have to be instructed in righteousness Everybody says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And yet the word trains you. The Bible says you have to be trained in that righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So your relationship with the, with the Lord teaches you. The Bible says that no one will have to teach you to love the Lord, for the Lord himself teaches you to love. Amen. It's in there. We'll find it if the Lord's willing next next time or some other time. It says that the Lord himself teaches you to love. What is love? The fulfillment of the law. What is the fulfillment of the law? The man that do these things shall live by them. The works, the works of God are the works of love. If you love the Lord, you carry out whatever, whatever's in the law, <laughs> you, you would do it. Whatever the law says don't do, you would not do it. Amen. Out of intimacy, amen, with the Lord, a willingness, amen, to receive correction, to, to not be afraid. You know, we, we know that this ministry, amen, we, we preach a purifying word. You would not be afraid of this word, amen, though it will purify you. Blessed are the pure in heart, for those are the ones that shall see the Lord. The Bible says, holiness by which no one is able to see the Lord without holiness. And so the purification, amen, God does purify you. You said that that is that is the no that is the word of God. His relationship, he is heat, he's light, he's love. He, you, he, you cannot approach that without it changing you. You cannot be close to all that. His glory, hallelujah. That he causes things to shake. 
And yet he says, come near unto me. What does that do to you? Amen. Are you are you afraid to be consumed because of sin or that the Lord will make it right? The Lord will make you right. <laughs> Man, you said it's hard for me to get right. The Lord will make you right. <laughs> Man, if you if you love him, hallelujah, you will keep his commandments. You will do his will. You will do his works. Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New signs. Hallelujah. New signs. Hallelujah. See, if I will not do signs and wonders to show you this, a new day, that, that old day is over with. Amen. But I'm calling my people to walk in the light. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Lord says, in this new day, you have a new walk. You have a new talk. Hallelujah. You have a new way of dealing with the world and with the enemy. Amen. Strictness, strictness. Hallelujah. Dress, soldier. Hallelujah. You look good. Hallelujah. In the, in the dress, shot uniform of the Lord. Yet you're not afraid to fight. Hallelujah. The Lord keep you. Hallelujah. Looking good. Hallelujah. That soldier, which is pristine, crisp. Hallelujah. In your maneuvers, in your marching. Hallelujah. You, you, you're crisp. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fernando de Chipropo. Mecrisha de Rumashadabo. Together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No breaking of ranks. Hallelujah. Such movement. Hallelujah. Together in this new day. I hear the Lord says, you've been distracted. Hallelujah. You've been fighting. Hallelujah. With members of the body of Christ instead of wrestling against the devil and getting the, the victory. Amen. The Lord says, I want you to look good. Hallelujah. I want you to sound good. Hallelujah. I want you to march right. Hallelujah. I prepared you for this very day, and I called you to be in the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the preparation, preparation time, your shoes were shined. Hallelujah. Your, your uniform, hallelujah, is, it is, it is ironed. It is, it is crisp. Hallelujah. It is, it is befitting an officer. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, you shall rabba shabrobo shata, kukarabo shata, your kashabrobo shandabo, your daverdabrobo shandabo rimo, your rank. Ha! Woo! You show rabbo the worthiness of your rank because you were submitted unto the officers that were above you. Hallelujah. You have shown the Lord that you are not rebellious against his divine order. And now, you are called to be captain over fifties and captain over hundreds. Hallelujah. Many shall even be promoted as captain over thousands. Hallelujah. 
Zeverto brima se Hallelujah. It is, it is spiritual. It is spiritual. Hallelujah. You're looking good. It's because of glory. It's in the spirit. Hallelujah. And so the Lord is calling you out of the world. Hallelujah. Many were asleep on the fishing bank. Hallelujah. Many were asleep on the, on the bank of the water. Hallelujah. You were asleep. Your line was in the water. You say something will snap that line. Hallelujah. Yet you're not ready to be fishers of men. Holy Ghost. You are not awake. You are not alert. Hallelujah. You're not ready to be activated by the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Lord is bringing you into a new day. Hallelujah. The Lord shall put officers in your life which shall speak that which is right. Amen. Though that the word may be hard, his rod and his staff will begin to comfort you. You will begin to respond to the word of God. And the word of God will begin to change you and give you more responsibility. Amen. By the faithfulness that you have shown that everything that you have belongs to God. And everything that you are belongs to God. Hallelujah. The Lord shall take notice. Hallelujah. And you shall surpass even your peers, even your fellows, because your heart was true. Amen. The Lord is looking for those he can enlist in this very endeavor. Hallelujah. The Lord will show you secret things. Hallelujah. The Lord will show you secret ways. Hallelujah. The Lord shall show you how to increase in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Because you were not deceived by riches. Hallelujah. Then the Lord shall even begin to increase you in prosperity and riches for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The future is, is bright. Hallelujah. Shidor, Mishindor, Mishindor. Hallelujah. There's, there's a great mission door. Hallelujah. The whole world is open before you. Shidor, the Lord shall give you your assignment and your part. Hallelujah. She shall not go empty handed. I speak the word of the Lord. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. You shall not go empty handed. For the, for the Lord shall take care of you in such a supernatural way that words cannot describe. You don't even have words to describe when you said yes unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Jesus says, though man be unfaithful, that he, Jesus, remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. And so it is the faithfulness of, Lord, of the Lord, of Jesus, which is on display for those who will receive the fruit of that faithfulness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.